Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am very excited to have David Van Beekham as my guest. And as you can see from his screen, he is going to be talking about what he has at Tweeva Inc. So let me tell you a little bit about David before we get started with the questions. David, or you go by Dave? Yeah, either one works. Either, okay. so. <laughs> He is the co-founder and creator of Tweeva, the world's first social TV network for small business and influencers. A digital marketing guru, startup enthusiast, and tech expert, Dave is a man of many talents. Balancing the challenges of running a startup with a family, Dave is currently focusing on securing a 2.2 million, with an M, dollar investment for Tweeva, while simultaneously driving traction with local businesses on the platform. It's a tough balancing act, but Dave's passion for helping small businesses succeed is unwavering. Dave lives in Florida with his wife and three girls and enjoys the beautiful outdoors when he's not bound to one of his many computers. That's for sure. (laughs) Our theme today is going to be social connection, building relationships and community. Please welcome David Van Beekham. Hey, David. Hey, hey, Vicki, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so pleased to have you on the show today. I was very interested. I, I'm, I love all of the different things that are coming out with, I guess, new vehicles for us to get out there and to be more seen, heard, and felt. And so I was very happy to have you as a guest We already gave away the secret of where you're from. So that first easy (laughs) question is gone. Sorry, Uh, we're going to just get right into the meat of what you do and why. So what are some ways for small businesses to utilize the latest technology to expand the customer reach? All right. So I was going to say I'm from Jersey originally, but (laughs) there you go. There you go. I'm a little bit north, a little bit south, but I think, you know, when it's uh, 70 degrees out and you put on a sweatshirt, then that's Floridian then at that point, right? (laughs) I know. Okay. And and the thing is that, you know, now that we've been in the south, because I'm originally from Pittsburgh, now that we've been in the south for more than I was in up north, uh, you know, the, the cold down here, like if it's 60, it's cold. 
I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> absolutely. It's cold enough to go outside. And just like about 20 minutes ago, we had a huge hailstorm. <gasps> so I was worried. I'm like, this is going to show up on the, on the, on the podcast. Oh, I hope no. it stops. And it just slowed down. So if you hear a ping or a ding, that's, that's uh, a, yeah, you know, it usually hit, brings tornadoes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it was crazy. So, um, so that's, that's that. So let's jump into, uh, talking about how, how businesses can use the technology mm -hmm. uh, to their advantage because mm -hmm. you know every small business we're, we are always working in our business and how do we use that technology to kind of give us a free 10 minutes or 20 minutes that we're doing these mundane tasks so mm -hmm. I just thought I'd share a couple of things that I've learned at least trying to help um, you know fellow business owners just like me so number one I would say is some sort of automation that uh, you can attribute to, and there's marketing software to do this, uh, in your email marketing, in your contacts, and your social media. Mm -hmm. That seemed to be a really big help. I was, very, you know, years ago trying to post on all these different accounts all at once, uh, writing these different hashtags. And uh, there's multiple pieces of software out there that let you see a calendar of, you know, this social media, what needs to be pushed out. Things like for your email, to track if somebody opens an email. That's incredibly important. If you have mm -hmm. 5,000 people on your list, or even, let's, I mean, even small, if you have 800 people on your list, you wanna know the, the 200 that are actually opening your emails, and then maybe pick up the phone and build that relationship with those 200 people versus saying, okay, I did my job, I sent out an email to 800 people. You know, we, we gotta be a little bit more, especially as small business owners, very proactive with that. Um, and then, of course, I'd, I'm going to plug plug the Tweeva TV in because this is something that I've been working on for years with my partners, and it is kind of a new concept. So there's going to be a little bit of learning and talking about it. But small businesses don't have the ability to advertise on TV. It's just, it, I mean, maybe Too they expensive. do have the capabilities, but they don't have the budgets, right? You know, and I say it's not because the businesses don't have a 4k camera in their pocket. You know, it's, that's not the reason why they don't post content on TV. It's literally because it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. So we created a way to allow small businesses to join the Tweeva network, which is actually a TV channel for their city. So I was actually just walking around talking to businesses, uh, this afternoon. I was, in a, um, I was in a dance studio. I was in ACE hardware. I talked to them, even though they're a franchise, um, uh, fish and chips place and just talking to them about TV networking and bring this back to technology is it is something that we don't really think about, mm -hmm. but it's very powerful. Um, so those three things I would, I would say is one is your marketing automation, some sort mm -hmm. of AI component, and then look for that upcoming way to advertise on local TV because you're, you're getting access to people that are getting their hair cut, right? They're, mm. They are five doors down from your business or they mm. just live in your town. If you can get in front of them, it can be very powerful for them to constantly see who you are and just say, dude, that guy lives in my community. I'll, I'll just give him a call or I'll stop by, right? Right, right. So you talked about AI and that's one of the, I guess the last several months I've been dabbling in that and just um, a geek at heart, you know, type of thing. But I also am a very busy lady. And 
I love the ability for me to get brainstorming foundational stuff that then can springboard more of my thoughts by yes. using AI and chat GPT and, and others. So I know yes. it's complex for some people and scary for some people, but what are some practical ways that a small businessman or a business person or an entrepreneur can um, go ahead and take advantage of the benefits? Yes. So with chat GPT, if you haven't delved into it yet, think about it like um, one of those live chats that you have with sometimes you find them and they're, they're, they're a, a robot, you know, you're on a live site and they'll say, hi, welcome. And you say, uh, what's your name? And you say, my name is so-and-so. And they says, thanks, Dave. What are you looking here today? And gives you three different options. That's a baby version of chat GPT. Chat GPT can be very important. Um, um, complicated, but it can be very simple too. just start playing with it. There's apps in the app store, right? I think the one of them I have is genie. Um, it gives you like 10 or 20 qu questions, prompts, queries a day prompts. Yeah. Yeah, prompts. Um, and that's a good way to just start asking it questions. Um, but there are prompt based websites where you can go find the, the best hundred prompts, but from the, uh, creating content or ideas, um, very powerful. Don't create your wife's 10th anniversary card with it though. I, I was on a podcast. We were joking about this saying, is it unethical to do this? And I was like, well, if your wife doesn't know that it's, you know, you, which she probably would after how many years she's like, honey, the, your roses are, your eyes are as beautiful as roses. Like that, honey, that's not you, right? They, she would know. <laughs> we're not creating content from the beginning, but for ideas, it's incredibly powerful. What you can plug in some keywords and say, Hey, give me 10 blog titles to write about. And you can start from there. It starts that, you know, creative juices flowing. You're like, Oh, that's a great idea. Or give me 50 of the best keywords for business industry, whatever your business industry mm -hmm. is. That seems to really kick in a lot of the you know, most of us hit a wall when you say, oh, I can't, I, I don't know what to say. I don't yeah. know what to write about, right? So that really seemed to push a lot of people forward. I think people are worried about it, but I think it's very powerful in form of, you know, getting us as a society to start publishing content, you know, versus just saying, right. like, okay, I'm here. You can call me if you need me. Now we're able to publish really great content. Mm -hmm. And I want to be part of that piece. You know, yeah. I'm, in the, I'm in the video side, not necessarily writing content for your blog. Yeah, but you have to do scripts for video and make it seem right. you and. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. For scripts, it works. Um, I want to conduct interviews at a local level with businesses. And so I don't really know everything about a fish and chips shop. So I would ask ChatGPT. Uh, if I want to ask questions that would help this type of business rank high uh, in his Google rankings, what form of questions would I ask? Right. And it's probably going to give me a really great way for him to try to answer in a very local way to mm. help him rank better. And I yeah. can use that content for the TV network. So I'm using that in between 
to the best of my ability, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, and the thing that's great about it, and the more that you put in your content, like I upload transcripts and things that I've done, so it hears my voice a lot. Mm. So now it's going to give me more responses back in my voice yes, and my content. And um, so I think that's something that people need to understand too. You know, there are tools out there that are looking at the 80%, if it's you or, or AI, and if it's AI, it's going to be a flag. So yes. you need to just as you say, you know, Zoom now allows me to do transcripts of all of my podcasts. And so one, that's going to help me write books, but two, mm -hmm. I upload that stuff into chat G GPT so that it starts to hear, you know, the different people that I'm doing. So when I'm marketing me, mm -hmm. so I can see how you, as you're doing your discussions with more and more of the businesses, as you expand you can take that to the next level. Yes, absolutely. And to create a system so that we can do this in every city. So I want yeah. to be able to say, all right, if you want to be the spokesman for your city, these are the processes that we need to do. Do a little bit of research on the business, look up their keywords, then you know, prompt these prompts to get these questions, then go interview them. They're yeah. the expert, right? You don't, you don't have to be the expert, but we do have to ask really, really good questions so that we can provide them a good platform to be able to answer. Right. Um, but absolutely, that, that, that is key today. That is mm. key. So I think we kind of touched a little on this um, when we talked about cost prohibited um, for small business, but despite TV's advertising being dominated by corporate um, giants, Yes. Uh, what are some strategies that that small business owner, that entrepreneur, or even I, I would even think things like associations like Toastmasters or Rotary that need to get to reach people that can afford to mm -hmm. do it on, you know, national television. How can they be helped by Tweeva? So this is kind of a new concept in building and creating content. Uh, usually when you go to a TV station, you're going to be, your ad is going to be in between a car commercial, possibly a pharmaceutical and a franchise, right? So you're going to have pizza, Hut, Kentucky fried chicken, you have the big boys in there and you're going to say, okay, well, I got 30 seconds to create this content. What am I going to be, you know, put everything in that slot to try to drive customers to me. Yeah. And Tweeva has a little bit different of a, of a view on that local TV is we don't necessarily have an hour of programming or 54 minutes. We have content for the local city. We have uh, things that are going on. We have the local weather, some social media, but then the rest of that time is dedicated to what I call small clips of like this old house or extreme home makeover, right? Mm -hmm. Why is that? We all know this old house. There's three or four contractors on that. There's 300 million people in America. Why isn't this my local contractor in my city showing me how to replace a roof? Why yeah. isn't it the local plumber? I mean, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know who's sitting next to me in the pizza place. It probably is the, the plumber or it possibly is the contractor, but I don't know his face. So mm -hmm. if we generate content in between 
let's say short form and long form, something two to five minutes. You know, it's the chiropractor adjusting someone's back. Then he's got the chart out and he's, you know, doing a little list and then he's shaking the hand and he's waving goodbye and the car drives something more storytelling. Yeah. That's more content that I may look and watch than, um, you know, a 30 minute segment clip of extreme home makeover or right. something like that. Right. So it's a little bit different to create content for that. Not, I haven't seen it. I mean, maybe you could call it a little bit of like a YouTube kind of thing, but YouTube can even yeah. be long, right? I actually, as you were saying that, my daughter watches a show that is just trailers of just, movies. And oh, so, trailers. Oh. Yes. And so as you were talking sorry. about that, I thought that's what we're doing. We're creating a video trailer of our business. Yes, that is absolutely right. The trailer's about... Two, two or three minutes. Yeah, it's right? short, short. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I want to, and you see that over and over again, and you're going to start to say, next time you think of something breaking, it's like, call that guy. I saw him somewhere. I, I've seen him. Now, this does not require a Google search. It does not require a Facebook friend or anything. It's just, he lives in my community. I know I've seen him before. Call that guy I've seen at the pizza place. Yeah. That's what we want. These little yeah. local connections that could happen in the community. I mean, there's 55,000 people in my city. That's mm -hmm. a lot of people for me to know, let alone do business with. So right. it's not that we have to go outside the city, but my AC broke down four or five months ago, you know, in Florida, it was during the winter, but you know, I was I called a guy, I found a guy. It's like, he drove 45 minutes. I'm going, why? Well, he got on a site. I went to a site. I found something, did it. It's like, we got to fix this. Yeah. We got to fix this yeah. so that it's more local based. So, yeah, it's that community aspect that that we used to have years and years and years and years and years and years ago. That's exactly <laughs> when I was young. You know, when the doctor actually came. I know I I'm that old. When the doctor actually <laughs> came to your house. That's that's part of it. I wanted that small town community feel. Yeah. That when you are you know uh, at you know, we have strip malls now, but you're, you're mm. at one and it's like, you keep seeing a local ad for uh, something four or five rows down. Mm -hmm. And you might ask the person who works there like, oh, who's that? It's like, oh, he lives right there. He's, or he's two doors down. It starts mm -hmm. that little local community again yeah. that it's, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't seem to be as local as it was. Maybe it was right. COVID, maybe not, but. No, I think it was way it before. Back way before COVID that that problem <laughs> existed. Uh, that is for so sure. How should I spend money on um, a patent if, and you know, you, for you, you're doing a whole new idea, but did you patent it? And, and what kind of money is that? And, and how do you know if your idea is patent worthy? So that, so first, when you have an idea, you want to do a little bit of research. So if you pay, you can pay uh, a patent lawyer to do, uh, I don't know, it's between two and 5,000 to do a search, just a search. And you really need to know what your product is now and what it could transform to be, let's say in five or 10 years. So you want to write that all out into either bullet points and then a small paragraph of text below it. And you want to have five to 10 claims to start. You know, I claim my chair has five legs instead of four. That's what makes me different. 
So you have to start at a very basic level and say, this is why it's different than someone else's. Mm -hmm. um, and you could, if you were strapped on, on investment money, you could say, okay, I'm going to take this claim and search through the USPTO site and look for each version. But the problem is a lot of people will say, well, it's similar to a five leg like a chair. Mm -hmm. So you might find 200 results. Well, then you'd have to require to read through and try to say, well, it's not like this one, or I'll have six legs and not five. And it's a very complex process, but it is a necessity. If you, if you mm -hmm. have a really great product, you, you have to try to get some sort of protection. Um, this is our second patent and it's the same way. It's writing out the claims um, and then going as, as much detail as you can and then going to a lawyer. And, and I thought I was very smart. I thought, oh, I, I'm writing it in this language. The lawyer, the patent lawyer writes it in such beautiful, I don't know what, it's like patent language. I could call it like, yeah. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> it's, it's fairly complex. Um, and, you know, detailing each diagram with letters and numbers on this feature does this. And, you know, it's not a processor. It's a, um, a random, random access memory chip. You know, it's mm -hmm. not memory. It's a random access memory chip. So it's quite complex and it's expensive. But if you have a really good idea, you have 20 years coverage. Um, but to try to get everything patented and then approved is quite an expensive process. Mm -hmm. So... Just make sure that your uh, idea will make at least a couple million dollars one day, right? Because <laughs> it's a long and tedious process. So if you advertise on TV, is it more important than if you advertise on social media to have a patent for your idea if it's not going to make you a couple million dollars? Well, the patent is just going to protect you from someone copying you. Right. But then I think Elon Musk said, um, it's just, he said a patents are winning lottery tickets or something like that, or, or just like lottery tickets to lawyers. I forget the phrase, but he kind of works fast without patents because patents yeah. take a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So he, I think he said it's a lottery ticket to a lawsuit. I think it was yeah. something like that. So it depends on how fast your technology moves. And if you have the capital behind you, because even if someone infringes on your patent, you still need, I've heard hundred to 500,000 to go against them. I've heard up, up to 20 million, depending yeah. on what company. Look at some of those that Apple, you know, Apple will say, oh, we're, we're just going to take this seven or eight years later. If you haven't run out of cash, you might have a winning suit. Yeah. I know my brother um, works a, a lot of inventing things over the last 20 years or so. And one of the things he learned the hard way was he worked with uh, to get pieces made of his um, various things he invented. He went to China. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, China took his patent. Yes. Yep. If well, if he didn't have jurisdiction, he didn't have a patent there or if we don't have jurisdiction over that it's a millimeter here off or not, you still have to go after them. Yeah. That and that's becomes, where the money comes. Yeah. That's exactly where the money comes. Yeah. In. So you either have so, to be loaded or go to, you know, capital groups and say, Hey, this is the idea. It's working. It has traction. And now we have to go over this guys. Most of the time 
they're going to say, well, that's cost us 20 million. Yeah. So yeah, it has to be a very unique product. Mm -hmm. So how would I get my business funded through angel or VC funding? So that's, so, um, we've had little backstories. We had, um, us three guys were building the company and one of them passed away and he was helping funding the project a lot. And so we had, you know, kind of a decision. Do we go to VC capital? Do we go to angel investors? And, um, you realize you have to have a lot of your business in order. We were building out of excitement. We were building out of, uh, this product didn't exist. And there was a lot of pieces that you have to follow when you're looking for capital. Things like uh, making sure that you're being semi-public about press releases and driving traffic and building your MVP and making it public. Because as investors, let's say a year into your product, are going to want to say, okay, what kind of audience do you have? What kind of traction could you even get? They don't want to just come in, and come in at zero. Mm -hmm. They want to say, okay, there's some traction here and we just throw a little money on this product and they already have the audience set or they would have a bunch of excited people. And that's very important. So if you are going down that road, definitely talk to somebody either in your local community or the Rotary Club or the um, Chamber of Commerce and talk to somebody that has dealt with Angel. Well, Angel and even VC are different. Mm -hmm. But talk to somebody there and say, okay, what's the checklist that I need to do? Even if you're at the idea stage, I'm mm -hmm. going to, this is my business plan and I'm going to need 200,000 or 500,000. What am I going to need to check off to an angel investor in three months, six months from now that would make him pick my product over someone else's. And that's going to put you at like 85 to 90% more than everybody else. So those are the kind of little tips and tricks that I yeah. would do. There's a bunch of online, you know, courses and classes that you can do too. B these little business accelerators. Mm -hmm. We've been through one of those and uh, creating your pitch deck, right? Of yeah. your ideas. And we did a little bit backwards. We were creating the product and then, you know, we were going to launch it ourselves. And then we we're like, we got to create the pitch deck. We got to create this piece. We got to create that piece. And we can, but it was like, man, that's kind of backwards. Like you usually mm -hmm. sometimes create it this way, but we did it very organically. We sat in restaurants, we, we talked to businesses and we said like, how, what would be so easy if you could push this button and you could show up here and you could show mm -hmm. up there. And they yeah. were just like, what, how, what, how does that happen? Um, but if we were to do it again, I would definitely document <laughs> everything first. That's exactly right. You know? Yes. Yeah. That would have been much, much easier. I, it's interesting you said the pitch because I work with students as well as adults for helping them become better speakers. And one of the schools that I volunteer at now and then it um, does a shark tank for eighth oh, graders. For eighth graders. It I is like that. so fun. And so usually there's about 29 of us that are sharks that will go and um, help them. And so obviously for me, I'm brought in, um, I was brought in early to help teach them public speaking. And so today I was at one of the sessions earlier where it's their first session and they're just, uh, they just outlined what their pitch was going, going to be. And 
out of all of the people that were there, I'm one of the few that actually does pitches. <laughs> and so it was cool. I guess I worked with about 12 kids to be able neat. to give them some advice for the second draft of their pitch. And uh, then tomorrow I'll go back and work with them again. And unfortunately I can't be there Monday or Tuesday, but on Wednesday, then they're going to pitch to wow. us. And Where was my pitch when I was a kid? That's a I know idea. it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. There's only a few schools that I know. Most of them do it in high school here, but um, and I work with the high schoolers too um, that have entrepreneur that classes. But um, you know, a that's pitch that's invaluable. That eight, is just... yeah, eighty percent of the pitch is how you deliver what you're yes. saying. You know, the stories and things, and and to to wrap an eighth grade mind around the whole idea of delivering the pain first to mm -hmm. get them in, engaged and invested in what you're going to say. Um, they are, of course, all starting out with just the normal, this is my name, this is my company. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's well, even, even so going fun. towards features, like I, as, as a nerd developer engineer's background, I just like, well, it does A, B and C. It's so great that's not necessarily what they need to hear is no, they need to hear no. there is a market problem for that. And yeah. it doesn't matter what you may have developed. Um, have you tested it? Is it a market fit? Is the green button supposed to be green? Is it supposed to have an outline on it? Why is it over on the left? It should be on the right. And when you put 10,000 people in an app, you quickly realize yeah. your idea was wrong and this idea was right, mm. you know, and but I love the pitches. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to so bring that up here locally. Yeah. That's, it's a very fun thing to do. And, you know, I, even as part of what I offer in my coaching to folks is, you know, every time you have a new pitch, every time you have a new presentation, let's go through it. Let me evaluate it for you so that I'm the first person that hears and not your audience. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. That's <laughs> so, a good idea. Yeah. So uh, I, have time just for one more question before we go to your slide of your contact information. And I wanted to just cover this, but um, we talked about the patent and, but there's also trademark. And what is the difference between a patent and a trademark? Yeah. So the patent is uh, you have utility patent and then you have um, uh, I believe a software patent and you mm -hmm. can have two different types of patents. Uh, that is like your process or the design of the software or how it works. And then your trademark is going to be your logo or your brand name or your slogan. So if you have like, like our name is Tweeva, I don't want somebody in another state to be able to create the something in marketing. Like I'll, I'll call myself, um, something other than Tweeva, like Tweeva billboards or Tweeva car wraps. So because that's trademarked in specific categories, such as um, I think we have like marketing and t-shirts and clothing. There's several ones I can't remember off the top of my head because it was a couple of years ago, but we tried to cover all the bases. So nobody can use those names. Now, if somebody mm -hmm. wanted to create Tweeva um, toilets, they probably could or Tweeva faucets because as we all know, you have Delta airlines and you have Delta faucets because they are industry specific. 
you could have two different businesses with a trademark on each of their businesses, but in different industries. So that's your trademark. And then the patent is a certain process or a piece of software or a specific thing that you do. So mm -hmm. ours would be, well, multiple pieces of how the software connects an ad and a customer and the TV and the way that we rotate and show content. And that's, you know, we have several claims underneath that one. But those are the two different ones. One is, you know, the patent is 20,000 or up from there. And then your trademark, well, that could be a thousand or 2000. So if you you're limited or if you're just a small business, you don't have a patent, definitely get a trademark because yeah. that seems to be something that at least, you know, Hey, I'm working on this business and you can keep it for, I don't, is trademarks longer than 20 years. I think they are. I right? think it is. Yeah. I think it is. You know, yeah. I, I think those are, it's a good, it's a good. And, and I know that um, from my days working at UPS, um, if you try to use UPS's um, trademark, they will come after you. <laughs> oh, they will. They, they will. will they, they, will they have little bots on the internet now and they can scan <laughs> and watch. And, you know, down here, I got the big Disney and they're the same. You, yeah, you can't yeah. use their products or um, years ago I did, um, I did a, a electronic version of some, something with the big company mm -hmm. actually it was a hotel with the big company and uh, they were watching the website for, I think five years after. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, I mean, and and it really, it is all brand protection. And, and I think that that's the right thing to do, you know. It is. Um, if you have a long-term, you know, goal, protect mm -hmm. the brand. And that's yeah. what you want people to remember you as. So. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been very informative and uh, love your idea of the Tweeva. So I'm going to share my screen so people know how to connect with you and to learn more. And uh, so this is a reminder for those that are just listening that you needed to run and get a paper and pencil. You should have really already had it because you missed all that good content. Now you're going to need to come back and subscribe to my YouTube so that you can watch this again. But if you didn't, here you go. So again, the website is as you see behind him, tweeva.com, that's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash T-W-E-V, like Vicky, A.com. Tweeva.com. He's on LinkedIn at David Van Beacom or Instagram as tweeva.com. And Twitter is tweeva, all caps, underscore com. YouTube is Tweeva, Pinterest is Tweeva underscore com, and TikTok is at Tweeva TV. And David, if you could just let them know a little bit about what um, will happen if they join Tweeva. Absolutely. So you can go to that connect.tweeva.com. And because we have a couple of different verticals we can connect businesses with, it's a, first, there's a landing page in there. You know, do you, are you a business? Click here. If you are a content creator or an influencer, click here. And there's a form in there. And, you know, like I said before, we don't, we're looking for a lot of content. So podcasters, video casters, is it a video caster now? Or is it 
a vod video, it's video a vod, it's vodcast 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 um, yeah those that's the kind of content that you can't see out in public and we want to be able to push that content out so not just influencers but any kind of content creators um, and then we also have you know advertisers so you can hit that connect.tweeva.com uh, and add your information there. We'll get it, get you out an email with some latest information. But if you follow us on any kind of social media, just search Tweeva. We're trademarked, so we're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there probably are my, one or two other gamers out there, but um, Tweeva is kind of a unique name. We picked it that way so it could be like a household name, you know? Yeah, Google, Facebook, that's exactly Tweeva. right. That's easy to reason. say, easy to remember. Yes, yes. So yeah, if, if you have any questions, let me know um, in there. We'd love to get you connected into the network and uh, get you publishing some content on TV. Excellent. Well, it has been just wonderful chatting with you. I love your idea of the TV. I do know of a couple of other social TVs that are trying to be built and developed. So it's the more that we have, the more we can do some of that grassroots local store marketing type of thing. So love, love, love the idea. So again, if you have not done so, please um, do visit Tweeva.com. And as I always say, uh, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.